0: Welcome back to 10,000 No's. Uh, that is a little bit of a different opening. If you're new to this show, we don't usually do it like that, but uh, I am in the mood to shake things up. This is our last episode of 2020, which I have dubbed the year of no, but I think have uh, somehow turned it into the year of yes, and if not, we're calling 2021 the year of Yes. So um, I had a lot of different things that I was thinking about riffing on for today. And uh, the irony is that I have so many episodes already scheduled that are ahead of this that I've already recorded and we've put in the queue. And this one, which um, you're getting on December 21st I'm uh, just doing right now and uh, let me set the scene for you right now I'm looking out over Brooklyn, New York, Williamsburg to be specific and uh, it is Friday night so it's a few days before you're getting this and I played Home for the Holidays there uh, it's actually called The Christmas Song I don't think I ever realized that I thought it was Home for the Holidays but I played that because I am going home for the holidays, and I have been away since September 29th, which is the longest I have ever gone without seeing my kids. Uh, I did a movie in 2015 called Hot Pursuit, and that had me in New Orleans for about two and a half months. But I was working on shows in LA that I had to go back for, so. I was gone for, I think, three weeks was the most, then I was back for a week, then two weeks, then I was back for a week. And that felt like a long time. Um, This has been a really long time. I haven't done the count, but I think it's somewhere close to 80 days, Um, whatever that is, September 29th till uh, tomorrow will be December 19th for me. And uh, that's a long time. But I bring it up because I got a lot done in that time and um, like everything else it wasn't perfect being away from your wife and your kids is not perfect but there were silver linings there was a lot of time for me to think there was a lot of space for me to really create some things that I've been building on the side there was space for me to Really put time into the role that I am working on. Um, there was just space that a lot of adults don't get these days, and I had it in spades. And uh, my wife should be sainted because she was uh, back home with our two kids and two dogs, and that is not easy. And um, my aim is to go back and uh, and uh, kind of pick up the slack for a little bit. Um, but I think I bring it up because 2020 was a year that was like that. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I wanted to do a bit of a retrospective. It's the end of the year, kind of sum it up. Uh, have you run through whatever it is for you that you're looking back on and assessing? And for me, I'm thinking, you know, I started the year with so much hope. Um, I had this this uh, role on City on a Hill, I was looking forward to. I signed that deal right before Christmas last year, and I was like, yes, let's do it. Um, I was. I finished my book over the holidays, literally with... <laughs> I mean, people wouldn't believe it if they really saw what I did. I wrote part of that book in a car while my wife drove, in a car on the way up to... Um, San Francisco over Thanksgiving to see my brother and his family. And then when we were uh, back east, I wrote some of it in different relatives' houses, Uh, my in-laws' house, um, my sister-in-laws' house, and then we were up at a ski house in the Catskills. And um, I wrote it there with a bunch of family and kids all around and um, just somehow got it done and then went through the uh, the editing process um, th- through the spring. But, you know, I, I headed to New York in February with such excitement and got settled in the apartment and all of that. We got up and running. We got through two episodes, almost three, and then wham. And the whole world, I mean, what what an unprecedented Year. I mean, that's the understatement of the century. But what a crazy, crazy year for everyone. And even right now, as I record this, I'm about to go back to Los Angeles, which is apparently just the COVID hotbed, not only for the country, but for the entire world, which um, is pretty crazy. And I don't know if it really feels that way if you're back there, but when you're away from it and you're hearing stories about it and your family's there, it, it feels certainly um, quite crazy. But the point is that we we were forced to pivot. And I think. People have suffered this year. People have died this year. It's been tragic. And yet there's a whole other thing or story that has happened this year, which is a lot of people who, uh, who were hit by this in some way were forced to, uh, to take a step in a different direction uh it wasn't their choice but they were forced to and sometimes when that happens and we hit a wall or a wall hits us uh and we're forced to change direction that energy that brings us in the different direction actually opens us up to new possibilities and things happen that we couldn't have anticipated before and i i from talking to a lot of you actually and getting emails throughout the year and just knowing my own experiences there has been some positive a lot of positives in this year of of uh drastic negativity um drastic hardship and i i think when we're looking back on 2020 we're it's going to be different for everybody because if you were affected directly if you have someone in your family who, uh, died from COVID or was in the ICU. Uh, you know, I, I, don't think I'm even qualified to speak on that. Um, I don't know what that would be like to go through. I hope I don't ever have to find out, but this thing is still going. So you, you really don't know. Um, but for, for the rest of us, I think we're going to look back on 2020, much the way I look back on 2017. It was, for various reasons, the hardest year of my life. I made a big leap. I kind of got uh, a lot of things went wrong for me, for what I was anticipating, and it was really, really rough. Um, And yet... That's the year that I started the podcast. That's the year that I did Goliath, um, which was really the beginning of a professional run that has been the most uh, artistically satisfying for me. Um, And I remember saying to my wife at that time, I said, this is going to go down as because it was really stressful. Um, I said, this is going to go down as a year where things Turned, it's the the worst and the best year and I think 2020 is that for a lot of people because something happens I mean really that's what this entire show is about I guess something happens when you are up against it something when you're forced to dig deep uh, I think that what it is 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 that you're forced to to really live in the moment, to really react. And the thing I could relate it to in acting is the happy accident stories. And Josh Pice, who was uh, on this show, talked about it when he was doing a play and somebody dropped the glass on stage and everybody got alert. And that's when it came alive. And, you know, I talked about it in the book with um, On the Waterfront, Ilya Kazan directing. Brando, Eve Marie Saint, they're doing a scene where they're walking through a park in Hoboken, New Jersey, and um, it's young love. And they're doing this scene, and she dropped her glove, and Kazan does not call cut. Brando squats down, swoops up the glove, continues the scene, puts the glove on his big meat hook of a hand, one finger at a time trying to stretch it over his big hand it's not stretching and he continues with the scene and she stays in it he stays in it Kazan never calls cut and it kind of goes down as one of those scenes in cinematic history that was uh, really dynamic and you know the critics afterward they look back and they go oh the The glove, the dainty glove, symbolized their love that was, you know, doomed from the start. It didn't fit on his hand. And they could they could put a label on it afterward. But really what happened was those actors, because that director set the table this way, those actors were alive in the moment. That glove falling was like the glass falling on the stage for Josh Pice was like the you know covid hitting was like my stressful year in 2017 those things when the glass falls and it shatters that's when you come alive that's actually when we are at our best and i think we are at our best because we're most engaged because we we need to be if we're not fully engaged We're not going to make it through it. And the situation causes us to rise to the occasion. And in rising to the the occasion, we are using our whole selves. And that is a feeling that is... um, glorious really it's it's addictive i mean it's i don't think enough people live in that space i feel lucky as an actor that my job actually requires me to live in that space you know the the better the acting is really the more in the moment you are uh, i'm not saying i'm doing it all the time but that's what i'm striving for and I'm grateful that that's my job description, is that I have to do that. I have to train to learn how to do that better. I'll never do it as well as I want to, uh, but I will always strive to get better. And I think for you listening, whether you're an actor or you're not an actor, maybe it's kind of setting that intention of trying to live that way, where you're really engaged in the moment. Uh, rather than just going through the motions and getting comfortably numb, which uh, we're all guilty of uh, in one way or another or at one time or another. But the other thing I want to talk about before I let you go is um, I was packing today and thinking about what I wanted to talk about on this episode. And realized i 've been really focused I started i think I talked about it last week this this community, the online community, the ten thousand knows insiders, and I decided to just pull the trigger and do this thing experimental in january and we did something last night we did a welcome, and we had this zoom with uh all of these people it was really cool i had people from the uk there's someone in singapore she couldn't be there last night there were people in california vancouver toronto new york uh really cool and uh i think this thing's going to be actually maybe it's going to be bigger than i even realized but uh anyway it was fun i i, I don't know exactly what it's going to be but it's, i'm going to basically provide this community that's hopefully going to help some people mostly artists but anyone who's uh you know, looking for some support, but I I've been spending so much time when I haven't been working on the show, I've been spending all this time here, building this course, uh, working on that community, uh, just really pretty focused and pretty, you know, really isolated. Uh, I've watched some, some good shows on TV. I've talked about them in the newsletter. That's cool but been very, very focused and it's been very quiet here. And so today I was kind of packing and I was like, you know what? I should, you know, I'm going home to see my family and the kids are like, they've already decorated the tree without me, which is the first time that's ever happened. And I thought I got to get in the Christmas spirit here. So I put on, um, the the, uh, whatever the Sirius XM which I never listened to on my phone but I put it on it's actually pretty cool I should do a commercial for them I guess I am doing a commercial aren't I uh and I put it to a Christmas channel and I just had this feeling I thought what is it about Christmas as a kid for me that was so magical and it's this i think a lot of it was well believe to believe in something to just to just to believe and 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 celebrate come together with family and also just something to look forward to there was always such an anticipation of christmas and christmas eve was the greatest it's the greatest. And Christmas morning was great. And then there was always, maybe you identify with this, maybe you don't, but there was always that that sadness on, you know, the 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 afternoon and evening of Christmas and the next day. There was a little bit of it's just a letdown because you were looking forward to this thing for so long and now it's past. And I think there's something that we can steal from that and use for ourselves which is setting something up anticipating it and being that it's December 21st and we're looking toward the new year and we've gone through a rough one why don't you use 2021 is that equivalent of christmas morning and if you don't celebrate christmas it's whatever it may be it doesn't it doesn't have to be it could be Hanukkah, it could be uh, any any number of holidays. That's not the point. The point is looking forward to something. Set up twenty twenty one. You know, as a as a world, we have the, the you know the vaccine to look forward to. Um, I don't know how everybody stands on that, but I certainly am looking for a little hopefully stability and uh, return to somewhat of normalcy. Um, but looking forward to that, what are you going to do when you're able to interact with everybody the way we used to? And maybe it'll be a little different. Maybe it'll never go back quite to normal, but I think it'll go more normal than we realize. Because I was in New York city on nine 11. And I remember thinking life as we know it is over, but guess what? We got back, we got back, we got back up. And, uh, and and it, it did it did come back. And I believe that we will come back from from this. Uh, so use that rather than complaining about what you don't have now, because trust me, I get it. The holidays, it's it's not for us. It's our whole tradition is, is knocked off course. We're not going to be with extended family. That bums me out. Um, I'm in New York now as I'm recording this, but we're not going to be in New York, uh, which we always are. And, um, know, yeah, that is what it is, but it's not going to be that way forever. So rather than taking this time to complain about it, take this time to prepare yourself for the day when you are taking that mask off, when you are out there, um, at a concert, at a pro sports game, um, at a picnic, and you're not thinking about this ridiculous virus. Um, anticipate. All right, this was a rambler. <laughs> if you are new to the show, it's not always like this. Uh, I I hope people uh, can appreciate this. I am sure that it's a little too languid for a lot of people and they could have uh, tuned out about 15 minutes ago. And that's cool. That's what I got for you. At this point, I've been doing so many of these. I've done so many of them that, uh, they are what they are, you know, um, (laughs) they're going to take on a, a, uh, a personality of their own sometimes. And, uh, tonight as I record this and whenever you receive it, this is what it was. I hope it helps. I hope that your loved ones are safe. I hope that you are uh, not someone who's gone through, um, you, you know, losing someone uh, to, to this, this virus. And, um, you know, say a prayer for the people that have lost people and uh, lend a helping hand if you can. And that is it. We say goodbye to 2020 and uh, we'll see you again. I got a brief little thing for you on new year's day and um then we got the monday morsel on the fourth and then i've got someone very funny coming to you on january 8th because i thought we needed to start the new year with some laughs Uh, i've got a woman who goes by uh, one funny mommy on instagram and uh tiktok and she is hysterical and uh and also a, a great person so you're gonna love that And then we got Lorraine Bracco after that, uh, who you know from Goodfellas and The Sopranos, and I've known her uh, since The Sopranos, uh, since 2002. So she's an awesome woman. You're going to dig that. We've got a lot of good stuff coming for you this year. So um, I'm not going to say Happy New Year yet because I say that on New Year's Day, but I will say uh, enjoy the holidays, enjoy your family. Hopefully you're going to see at least some of them. And that is it. Thanks for listening.